Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's time for the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm your host, Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. And it's time for our weekly episode focusing on sports. Today we'll be looking at uh, Texas A&M football primarily. And it's uh, it's been an eventful week for Aggie football. Uh, coming off that loss against South Carolina, we're now sitting under 500 at 3-4. and four. And uh, outlook not so good. Um, lots of rumors circulating this week, but there's a lot to talk about this week on the episode, and I'm excited to get into it. So let's hear from Heritage Pools, and uh, then we'll get started. Thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Gigamax. For all your swimming pool needs in the greater Houston, Texas area, whether you need a new pool, repairs, remodels, regular service, inspections, Heritage Pools does it all. Give them a call today at 281-896-5061. So last week, it it obviously didn't go as planned against South Carolina, out in Columbia. Uh, they were they had a that stadium was charged. There was an energy in that stadium for that night game. Uh, their fans got up for the game, and South Carolina has been gathering some momentum lately. And uh, they're actually ranked in the top twenty-five, I believe, in the polls this week. But uh, they're getting hot at the right time, and we're going cold at the uh, at the wrong time. But uh, you look back at the game, I mean, right off the bat, uh, South Carolina returns the ball 100 yards for a touchdown, and they're up 7 nothing less than a minute into the game. Uh, they kick it off to us on the ensuing drive. Haynes King throws a pick, and all of a sudden they're uh, – they're out there scoring a scoring a field goal. Then they get a touchdown again. Uh, they're up seventeen nothing. Uh, we're not even halfway through the first quarter yet. So uh, end of first quarter, down seventeen to three. It's like you feel like you're already out of the game. You feel like the game's already lost if you're a And M. I mean, you you haven't scored more than twenty four points really all year. Scratch the uh, Sam Houston game. You hadn't scored more than twenty four points all year. How and they've already got 17. They score one more time. You're pretty much out of luck. So, uh, started off down 17-0 is not the start you had in mind, especially going off a of bye week. You're supposed to have stuff scripted. You're supposed to be ready to go. You've been studying this opponent all week, and you're going to come out and tell me that we're going to be down 17-0, 17-3 at the end of the first quarter. Huh. By the time we're down 17-0, I'm a diehard A&M fan. I'd already turned it off. I was watching the Astros, which, by the way, go Strohs. Congrats to them on making it to the World Series. Hashtag level up. But uh, thank God for them, or it would just be a really depressing year in sports for me. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, uh, we did fight back, though. Uh, Randy Bond hit another field goal in the second quarter, and Max Wright would catch a uh, touchdown pass near the end of the half, 
and it would be 14-17 at halftime. So right back in the game, uh, headed in the locker room, we got a chance. But then uh, third quarter, uh, Gamecocks score a touchdown, and they're up 24-14. By the end of it, it's a 24-21 game after an H-8 touchdown. So in the fourth quarter, it's anyone's ball game. But uh, the Gamecocks would stay strong, put us away. They took a 30-21 to lead with about three minutes left. And then all we could do was uh, get a field goal and end up being 30-24. to And lo and behold, we didn't score more than 24 points again. Uh, I think it's time for I think it's time for some personnel changes in the offseason. Jimbo needs to get a offensive coordinator in the true sense of the word in there that can call plays and maybe then will be trending in a better direction. Uh, then after the game, you get the typical Jimbo press conference. We need to execute better. We're right there. It's not like we're getting run out of the stadium. Hmm. We're right there. Are we right there? Is three and four right there? We're not getting run out of the stadium. What happened against Mississippi State then, Jimbo? Did we get run out of the stadium then? I don't know. It, it just – I get what he's trying to say. I um, I get that he, he can only say so much as a coach. But um, he also went on to say that at some point during the weeks that maybe it's a good thing recruits will want to come here because we're losing because that means they'll get to play. I just I don't think that's exactly the best pitch to say out loud, whether it's true or not. I don't think that that's uh, something you say out loud in a press conference that that makes your team look weak, that makes you seem like you're out of answers, that makes it seem like you do not have a plan in my eyes. But maybe it's the battered Aggie syndrome speaking. But uh, I I don't know if we can make a bowl game this year. At this point, uh, it I feel really negatively. Um, I I know it's gonna be tough. We're back in Kyle Field this week, but we got Ole Miss coming in. They're they're a very good football team this year. Yes, they're coming on, and they're coming off a loss to LSU. They're gonna be ready to get back on track, so they're gonna be extra fired up. We're gonna be fired up to be at home. Twelfth man's gonna show up, but we'll see if we can get it done. So, on to this week, Giga Max beat the hell out of Ole Miss. So, if you look back by the numbers at that game, and you look at the, a lot of the statistics, it looks like A&M should have won that football game. I mean, we had uh, more, more than 100 yards more in passing, 100 more receiving yards. Uh, you got... 10 more rushing yards than them. The uh, the key difference, though, is you just let them get ahead and get that momentum early on, and they never look back. It charged up that crowd, um, and I think playing on the road and letting them jump out to that lead is really what hurt us because we're not built to uh, – we're obviously with the way the offense is, Jimbo's offense is not built to score quickly, to come back quickly. The way he runs his offense – is uh has has never been that way. Even the year you think about that we we go out and we win nine games, we we weren't really one of those teams to just drop a ton of points on you 
It was more go out, grind it out, wear you out, and win old school kind of football. I think it's time that we modernize the offense, whether that means simplifying it or not, I don't know. But you need a more modern offense, and you need a true offensive coordinator in there calling plays. Jimbo needs to let a little bit of his pride go. He's a great recruiter. He's a great coach, but he needs he needs a little help. And uh, my goodness, we need a new offensive line coach. That offensive line has regressed. The offensive line has regressed this year. There's guys on the offensive line that are very talented offensive linemen that I feel have gotten worse this year uh, under their current schemes and coaching. So our current offensive coordinator um, either needs more responsibility or we need a true offensive coordinator who's better suited to call plays than Jimbo. And we need a new offensive line coach that'll fix a lot of our problems on offense. Uh, perhaps a new special teams coach as well. Uh, if there is one or if there isn't one, we, we need uh, some work there after giving up that, uh, that touchdown return that didn't look too good. Um, and then uh, we've, we've already switched to another kicker this year. So it's just, that's something to think about as well. Uh, but yeah, Aggies, they didn't give up. I, I like the way that they fought back to make it a close game at the end, but you got to be ready. You're coming in off of a bye week. You got to be ready. You can't have mistakes like that in the beginning of the game. And then all it was all the penalties and little fundamental things that killed us, penalties, and turnovers. And as Jimbo says in his press conference every week, teams got to execute better, but um, they got to be prepared to execute better as well, which means coaching needs to step their game up also. I'm sorry, but it's time, Jimbo. You need to execute better. Well, the Aggies will finally be playing in College Station this weekend. Uh, Kyle Field on a Saturday night. We did get a night game against Ole Miss, thankfully. Uh, despite the way we've been playing lately, we we're still in the the uh, the night time slot. Uh, it has been reported that our game against Florida will kick at 11 a.m., but that's to be expected when you're sitting at 3 and 4. Um, anyways, night game and Kyle, great chance to uh, get back on track, hopefully to have a lot, hopefully a lot of students and uh, alumni will show up and support this team. They need all the support they can get right now. And uh, especially with the way this week went, it's been a bit of a tumultuous week for Aggie football, for the coach. For the coaches and um, the team and the players and everybody. But uh, how it all started was there was a tweet from Billy Lucci, who is a uh, one of the high-ups in Texas. He's an editor and actually uh, co-owner of Texas. And he put out a tweet uh that stated that three players had been suspended. And there's really nothing more than him just saying that three and perhaps four AM players were suspended indefinitely by Aggie head coach Jimbo Fisher, and that all of them were true freshmen. Uh, then you get all sorts of crazy speculation People on the internet saying, I heard this, I heard this. 
and finally what's becoming the uh what what was becoming the believed theory was that we had players suspended and one kicked off the team uh the the rumor being that they were smoking weed in the locker room and uh that just sounds insane to me i don't know why anyone would do something so stupid uh so of course I'm thinking, wow, these guys really have lost their mind. They got this NIL money and they just lost their mind. But uh, then you had Nick Fitzgerald, the uh, old the old quarterback at a uh, Mississippi State, saying it happens more than you think. Um, it happens more than you think. The smoking weed in the locker room. It, it happens more than what? What do you mean it happens more than you think? <laughs> And then, of course, he had to go on and clarify and say, well, I've never seen it at Mississippi State, but higher up leagues, high up leagues, I've seen it. And it's just that that blows my mind that it happens in other locker rooms. But um, anyways, come to find out later in the week, you got actual players starting to speak up on social media saying, hey, this this is not what happened. And then some other sources saying, hey, this is not what happened. What really happened uh, is a few players vaped after most people had left the locker room. Jimbo caught him, suspended him. Uh, the reason it's indefinite is because uh, some of them have already been suspended before for other violations, so it might be longer than a game for this suspension. That I believe a lot more than them sitting there like lighting a blunt or something in the locker room. Uh, but maybe maybe hitting a little vape or something. These are you got to remember these are just eighteen year old kids, and uh, some of them, some of them before the season started weren't even eighteen, but they're just like fresh out of high school, got a bunch of money. Some of them got some nil deals they've gotten since they've been in school, um, and they're thrust into the spotlight, and they have a vape, and apparently that's against team rules. So, you know, is the smartest thing in the world to be vaping in the locker room? No. Not the smartest thing in the world to be vaping, period. But hey, I mean, there's there's worse things you could do. Uh, so that makes me feel a lot better. Um, I've also heard from several players starting to speak up on social media that no one was kicked off the team, and no one is entering the transfer portal. No one's recruiting people to enter the transfer portal. These were some of the rumors that were going around. Uh, even saw one rumor. Uh, several variations of it saying Jimbo was fighting players in the locker room, that one player got jumped by five other players, all this crazy stuff all over Reddit, all over text tags, um, in different places. People just trying to get clicks, come up with all these ideas. Um, they see chaos and they see us losing. They're like, oh, I wonder what we can get people to believe. It's clickbait. Don't read too much into it. Um what what needed to happen happened. Jimbo suspended the players. He drew the line in the sand, and uh, the rest of the players are still on board. They're still here, and um, it, we're gonna we're gonna be okay in the end. It's just uh, it's just something that we have to deal with. We have to face the facts. We got four losses. Uh, we just gotta fight fight for a bowl game at this point. Anything better than that is a plus. Uh, we gotta win. We gotta win three more games to get a bowl game. And let, to be honest, it's gonna be tough. Uh, Ole Miss is gonna be a tough game. Florida could be a tough game. LSU will be a tough game. Uh, for all you know, 
UMass could be a tough game. <laughs> Look at what Appalachia State did to us coming in when we weren't prepared. So there, there are no free wins in college football, particularly in the SEC. It's the cream of the crop, as they say. So beat the hell out of Ole Miss this week. Beat the hell out of Rumors. Um, and that's not to say that Lucci did anything wrong. He reported facts, and it was everyone else that ran with it. I have a lot of respect for Tech Sags and Billy Lucci. They do some good work over there. But um, people need to not be so quick to, to speculate everything or at least post their speculations because then other people feed off that and run wild with it. And now you're putting a bad name onto these players and their families and stuff when some of the players mentioned as being suspended, kicked off the team and stuff, really didn't even do anything or have anything to do with this incident. So I just say know your facts before you post stuff online uh, about this team. As always, Giga Maggies, and let's get ready to beat the hell out of Ole Miss this weekend. Please, dear God. Alrighty, so the Ole Miss Rebels are led by quarterback Jackson Dart who has a total of 1,771 yards on the season with 11 touchdowns and 7 interceptions, and a quarterback rating is 78.4. Their leading rusher is Quentin Judkins. On 146 attempts, he's got 831 yards, 12 touchdowns, averaging 5.7 yards per carry, putting up really solid numbers, definitely someone that we'll need to slow down as well as their electric receiver, Jonathan Mingo, who has 26 receptions for 575 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so those three guys are the main focus for A&M's defense. Got to find a way to slow down um, that rushing attack as well as that passing attack. And it's going to be tough to do, but as always, uh, as Jimbo says, we have to execute, but we need to play uh Fundamental football, first of all, where you don't turn the ball over and make boneheaded penalties. <laughs> so um, limit false starts, limit things you can control. Limit personal fouls, false starts, special teams mishaps, um, jumping off sides, things like that, 12 men on the field, all those fundamental things that you can control, you have to control. Then... Don't give up a kick return for a touchdown or something crazy like that to start the game. It's going to deflate your crowd because you're at home. Defense needs to defense needs to be looking to cause chaos. Blitz a lot. Try to get a turnover. Get a quarterback under pressure. Making plays on defense is what's going to keep the crowd in the game and give A&M a chance. We basically, we're, we're going to have to be opportunists to win this game. Uh, Ole Miss is the better football team right now. There's no way around that. So like we were against Alabama, where we came down to the final play, we're going to have to be opportunists and take advantage of any opportunity we have and try to put points on the board if we can cause turnovers and things like that. So that's my keys to victory for A&M against Ole Miss. I would also say quarterback play. Um, I'm not sure who will be starting. It'll either be a banged-up Haynes King or it'll be uh, Wigan, Connor, 
it'll be Connor. Uh, Connor came in and played some at the end of the game last week. He didn't look awful, but he didn't look great. Uh, he looked just like the other quarterbacks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets his first start here against Ole Miss at home this week. Uh, and maybe we start a new era of Aggie football with him leading us and we start to develop these freshmen, look ahead to next year, but all at the same time trying to make our way to a bowl game to have something to keep playing for. This season's not over yet, and we just have to keep supporting our boys, hope for the best. So, uh, as always, beat the hell out of Ole Miss, gig them forever, and I hope we can get it done this weekend. So, as always on the Sports Focus Thursday episode of the Red Dirt Aggie Show, we go ahead and we give you our our song of the week, or Texas Music Song of the Week. Uh, sometimes there's up to three songs of the week. Well, this week there's only going to be one song of the week, and that's because it's a super important song. And it's written by August Mann. I've talked a little bit about him on the show before, but he's... Uh, for those of you who don't know, this song, this name of the song is Next October. And he wrote it about uh, falling in love with his uh, his fiance and soon-to-be wife that he's actually getting married to this weekend. Um, and so that's why that song was called Next October. It came out um, a long time ago, you know, prior to this October. But it is this it is next October. This is the October. So, um Look forward to him hearing about him getting married this weekend. So, uh, so this again, this week's song of the week is Next October by August Man. I'll have a link to it on uh, the social media pages. Be sure you check it out and uh, check out some of his other music as well. It's solid. Thanks for tuning in to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm your host, Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. Uh, it's been great hanging out with you all this afternoon. And I uh, can't wait to do it again next week. Uh, this show has been a lot of fun for me to create. And I look forward to having more guests on the show. So if you ever want to be on, hit us up on our social media accounts. Or shoot us an email, reddirtaggieshow at gmail.com. Thanks for the support. Uh, Giga Maggie's God bless. Beat the hell out of Ole Miss. And keep spinning that great Texas music. See you next time.